We all live in different realities. There's no doubt about that. They're trying to form a one unified reality. But as we start to look towards what we're trying to actually get to, and that is liberty, freedom, justice for all, um, which is a global cry. We are now knowing it within from all the Internet realms that this is a global cry. It doesn't matter if you're in the Netherlands and Africa and uh, Peru or wherever. We're all saying the same thing all over the globe. All over the globe. And so you can't reject anything that comes your way. The universe is trying to speak to you and give you what you need, but you're rejecting it because you think you know what you deserve and what you need, which has all been conditioned and programmed by our cultural creators, such as Walt Disney, Monsanto, and everyone else. So the answer to our problem is actually invisible, and it is called synchronicity. But it's an answer that no one can show you. No one can show you. And so now we're asking humanity to have faith in humanity when the Dark Brotherhood is making it so impossible to do so. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our fault. So we need to find that faith in humanity because listen to all these people that have come out here, every single one of them, a loving, caring, nurturing being that just wants to uplift humanity. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. The television's telling you the total opposite. Fear those people in a van. Fear, don't go outside. You know, you don't want to be meeting around with people. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And the synchronicities will start to unfold, and then you'll actually believe in miracles. Anything that comes your way, go with it, and, and do it to your fullest. You know, that's my message to the world, because it'll guide you to your soul's purpose. And if you let your light shine, you know, to your fullest, when something comes your way, then it'll magnify and become even more than you ever anticipated. And the best thing is, is that everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you could have ever And I know that's a, a hard message to sell when the BP oil spill, with the uh, volcanoes, with the corruption, with everything that's going down, the police state, you know, all of it. It's hard to tell people to regain their faith in humanity, to forgive the anger that you have for these people that have, have trespassed on you and to just start seeking the new existence. But we have to. That's what we have to do. We're the voice now. We're the voice now. We're the voice now. Friday nights at 7 o'clock on RazRadioLive.com. It's one of America's most popular radio programs. Oh, that's bull crap. It's the LRWS. <laughs> 
Don't believe us. Just ask Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban. People are allowed to be morons. They're allowed to be stupid. They're allowed to think idiotic thoughts. So during your Friday night plans, make sure that you take Lawrence Ross, Thomas Lakeman, and Matt Davis with you. Dumb Florida morons. Make sure you give these guys a call at 941-421-0401. Get off the phone with me, you wacky prick. That number again is 941-421-0401. They're driving me fucking nuts over here, Chief. It's the RWS. You suck! Each and every Friday evening. On RazRadioLive.com. Come on, fuckos, let's go for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them up all night. In the research community, this is a What's going on? Murder. This is a large and staff murder. They've been committing mass murder. Murder the general public for years. It's nothing new. Your rights are on the way out. You ain't even got to be a felon. Everywhere. 
Tuesday. You're listening to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. This is your host, Sean Raz. And first time tonight, well, second time, but first official time, we'll be on Radio Free Blood also. So, RadioFreeBlood.com. I appreciate Jack for picking us up and uh, bringing us to his to his family, to his little, his little part of the world. So, tonight, you know, a lot of things went down while I was on the show last week uh, that I didn't even see or hear or know about until, well, well, well. After uh, after the show, and obviously, I had a lot of fun last week. Uh, we had Jack on for a while, and I, I carried uh, for a little bit after that. And I can't believe what I missed. There were so many different things that just went down that was just craziness, and it's continuing, as always. It's continue continuing tonight. You know, I've been trying to stay off it for a while. It's been it's been kind of the back burner of what I've been doing and what I've been trying to do. But tonight, we're going to have to return to over-cop speak. I hate to do it. I hate to I hate to bore you all with just talking about the same thing that we have to hear all the time. But I have to give my side of it. I have to give my spin on it. I have to give my thoughts on it. Uh, I know all week, every talk show I listen to, Terrestrial, uh, which has been a big shocker. I will give them all that. I'm really surprised to see how many uh, Terrestrial people are really picking up on this and, and talking about it from the side of us crazy guys. I mean, they're actually going, well, no, this guy should go to jail. Um, obviously, I'm talking about the South Carolina shooting in that instance. Uh, we also have the uh, Tulsa shooting uh, where somebody's getting charged also. That's one thing I'm going to focus on tonight. I'm not going to focus necessarily on the bad cops. I'm going to try to focus on the the ones that are actually seeing, <laughs> the, seeing some jail time, possibly, actually seeing charges uh, come up that... You know, I know it comes up a lot, and I know people get charged a lot, or, or they they talk about doing it, but the cops never get charged. They they find uh, they were fearing for their life or uh, whatever reasoning they might come up with. But we're actually seeing it, and it's like a windfall all of a sudden. I don't know if if the mainstream media has just picked up on it because I I see it watching you know uh, websites like Free Talk, uh, the the, um, the Free Thought Project, and and watching Cop Block and. And, uh, photography is not a crime. And of course, uh, uh, deadlinelive.info. These are all places 
to get this information from, but it seems that it's it's really coming out in the mainstream more uh, with with all these incidences. I've got a lot of audio that's going to be played tonight, uh, a lot of things that that we have to listen to in order to to determine. I don't really know where I want to start. I don't know if I want to start with with the you know the hardliner or the the obvious uh, South Carolina shooting. Uh, there's so many things that have come out on that, and I, I don't know if I want to start there. I, I really don't. Uh, we've got, you know, people catching cops or, or uh, law enforcement officers uh, confessing. This is in L.A. Uh, caught on film, LAPD cops confess to Captain smoking weed in his office and bonuses for tickets. Now, we've all heard the qu- the quota talk. Yeah, we've got to get the quota. We've got to make their quota. And they always say, no, that's not true. And we've heard stories come up. Uh, what was it? North Carolina, I believe. It might have even been South Carolina. The, the one cop a couple years ago that, that ended up, uh, getting fired basically for speaking out about quotas. So we know those kinds of things are out there. We believe that the street officers are just trying to keep their job. They might get in trouble. They might lose marks. But are they really getting bonuses? Is, is somebody getting a bonus for writing these tickets? Uh, and this is just a, a cop standing on the street talking to somebody. Uh, well, here, let me read. Uh, so we can we can really get it. In a video released last week by police accountability activist Tom Zebra, two uni- unidentified members of the LAPD offer a startling confession. He, the captain, was smoking pot in the office when we walked in. But, you know, he's exempt. If I did that, we'd be done. The men go on to talk vaguely about the pol- politics of the police department. Seemingly very eager to air their grievances, they also allege the captain may get bonuses based on the amount of citations given by the department. What is this? What is the point of, of talking about this? This is to show that there is corruption. I, and everybody goes, yeah, we know there's corruption. I know. I'm, I'm preaching to the choir, right? Well, we're seeing this, this corruption being exposed. I don't know if, I, if you guys remember the article that came out a few, uh, I want to say two or three months ago, where it talked about this officer came out, um, he didn't come out, he came, uh, and spoke, uh, you know, uh, undercover, you know, uh, what is, I can't even think what it's called right now. Um, but he spoke, uh, you know, anonymously, thank you, I knew it would pop in my head eventually, about what goes on with law enforcement and how, you know, they keep a, a small baggie with coke residue in it, uh, to plant if needed. And, and the reason why they do that, with just, you know, residue is because they can always claim that it fell out of the suspect's uh, pocket or something when it was in the vehicle, if, if it's ever found in their cruiser. I would assume he probably keeps it in the back then, wouldn't be my guess, or somewhere uh, where he can reach it, where it could possibly end up. But this article went on and on about how all these different things go on, and now we're seeing the spilling forward of officers speaking out against things. And don't get me wrong, I've got law enforcement on my Facebook that I, I've, been friends with since elementary school uh, i've worked with when when i did ems um and these guys you can tell they don't want to they don't want to hate you know they don't want to come at you but they're they're frustrated and i think they're feeling it i, I think I, I think good cops that are out there are starting to feel it maybe that maybe that can be the turning tide maybe that can be something that uh directs us in a in a new direction that 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 allows these other officers, these people that we know are good people, because we, we know there's good cops within within the law enforcement community. We have to. If you don't think there's at least one good cop, then you have a problem. 
you know, they've chosen a job that isn't the greatest. Um, it, it doesn't pay well. It's not the most dangerous, and that's been proven. Uh, we, we discussed that on my show back when we were doing Saturday nights. But they choose a job, job that's hard. It's stressful. So you would expect a high, high level from these people. And I think a lot of them are, but they get sucked in to this circle. Uh, and, and people have warned, I'm sure Jack has warned about this. Everybody's warned about this for years and years and years. And I remember when cops were just the, your cop, you know, your buddy. You, if you weren't doing anything wrong, you were their, their buddy. They'd, they'd come up and talk with you. It was all pleasant. And I know that still goes on in places. Uh, even where I live, and I've, I've, I say this all the time, the cops in my town aren't that bad. I've never experienced any major. There was one incident. Uh, I've told the story before with the, an officer who was uh, at my apartment complex where I work for a medical emergency. And the, the guy has some problems. The, the, the young guy, he's in his 20s, maybe 30s, young 30s. And uh, he had over-medicated. He's on medication for schizophrenia or something. And when he over-medicates, he goes crazy. And he never has hurt anybody, uh, mainly himself, but he just acts weird. You know, he's he's off the wall. He's doing things that just doesn't make any sense. You know, you're going, oh, wait, whoa, whoa, why are you doing that? What's going on here? What's wrong with you? You all right? So we look at these things. Oh, and anyway, so the cops, he kind of freaked me out. I thought he was going to shoot. I'm sorry. My mind dozed off there for a second, and I was thinking about five steps ahead of where I'm at now. So we, we watch these things, and... and we have to hope that as these outrageous acts, as in the South Carolina shooting, uh, as in the, the shooting by the 73-year-old non-cop that's, you know, was going to be protected as a cop for a while there, and, and luckily enough, he's getting charged now. It's, it's gonna bring out the good cops, I'm hoping. The people like Erickson Harrelson. You know, these guys that, that stand up. And, and believe in what true freedom should be and what their job really entails. You know, today I, I, I saw a video. I'm sure a lot of you might have seen this video. And it was uh, shot in Indiana, I believe it was. And it starts with a cop standing there saying, okay, it's time to leave, get out. You can't see anything else. You don't know what happened. And these women are getting kind of mouthy with him. And he t- gets him out, and then he gets kind of rough with one of the ladies, which... Again, she was getting very mouthy. They arrest her. I don't, I didn't know what had happened. I, I know now, obviously, but I didn't know what had happened in that, in that video. I was working, you know, every once in a while I watched a minute and a half or two minutes of a video that's longer, uh, while I'm working just to, to get an idea of what's going on and make a decision. Sometimes it's clear cut and sometimes it's not. So I wasn't very clear cut on that video. So what did I do? I posted it to Facebook. I said, I need to learn more about this. I didn't know why they were there. I didn't know what was going on. And my Facebook lit up. You know, there was some of my cop friends in there commenting, some of my, you know, truther friends, shall we call them, uh, commenting, or my, my, uh, we call it over here on Raz Radio, we call people who listen to me Raz Holes. Uh, was it one of my, my Raz Holes commenting? Um, talking about how these guys were, you know, being very drunk and, and disorderly in there, and people are commenting about, well, if I had a business, I'd call the cops if these people wouldn't leave. So I didn't know all that had happened. I just saw the cop removing the guy. So you know what? In the situation, the only thing I didn't see in the video, because the guy taking the video was a total idiot, 
and all over the place and running inside going, you guys going to let this happen? And that was the other thing. You could tell he maybe watched too much of uh, people or listened to too many people like me and uh, didn't have a good bearing on the whole situation and on how life really works. Uh, but I just didn't understand why she got tased. And unfortunately, the idiot taking the video runs inside, so you can't see why when she gets tased. You can just hear the tasing. So I don't know what that was about. I would have to question that to tiny, petite female. She's not like, you know, some big mamba-jamba woman that could kick anybody's ass. It's just a regular lady. So I, I just didn't get that. But otherwise, I would have to agree that, you know, they if they didn't want to cooperate, you know, there was a complaint filed, they didn't want to leave, all right. This is one of those situations where, you know, I don't want anarchy. We have to have, you know, some form of, of law, some some rule of law. Uh, we need people to be able to enforce it. So, okay, I'm okay with that video. I'll give out the phone number later uh, uh, after the first break here, which will be in a little bit. And uh, if you guys want to give a call in and, and discuss this at all, uh, I know a lot of you already have the number, but I'm not going to take a phone call right yet, so don't call it yet. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. So, uh, where was I? Which, which one was I on here? What was I talking about? Oh, the confessing of weed. So I listened to the audio and it's definitely, there's, there's a cop there. You know, you never know what's real and what's not. But we do know that, that there's corruption within police forces and police departments. So that's just another example of it happening. And yeah, I am in a starburst. I'm going to be all over the place. So I hope you guys can handle that. The, the new listeners, the people that are just joining me for the first time. Uh, and just hearing of me or or what I do, I, I starburst. I, I jump all over the place. I play some video. I like music. So, welcome to my world. That's what it is. It's just my world. That's how I run it. Like it's my world. So, Worcester police officer arrested faces civil rights assault charges. This one I found very interesting. And, of course, there we go. Are we Are we running? Gotta love, I get the computer free. I reset everything right before I went live. News at 11, a Worcester police officer arrested, accused of beating up a handcuffed man. And what he's accused of saying before has him in deeper trouble tonight. News Center 5's Mary Salatna is live in Worcester with the breaking details. Mary? Heather, he's a 17-year veteran of the force with no prior record of criminal misconduct. But tonight, Officer Michael Matika, who is white, is accused of making a racial slur toward a prisoner and beating him. It happened at police headquarters in a holding cell. A veteran Worcester cop allegedly punching a handcuffed and shackled prisoner, throwing him to the ground and kicking him. The majority of the incident was caught on uh, on our security cameras that are, you know, um, in a fixed position down in the cell room. Police aren't releasing that video, but say a witness has also corroborated the attack. It happened the morning of December 1st, but the alleged victim just came forward on March 17th. Not only does 50-year-old Michael Matika face criminal charges, he now faces civil rights violations as well. He's heard on the tape before the attack, making a disparaging remark to the prisoner about his, quote, black skin. This administration, this department, uh, is a big believer of transparency. Uh, when something like this comes forward, no matter what it may be, um, if there's enough of evidence to support the claim, we go forward and we take out the appropriate charges against the officer. In a statement, Worcester City Manager Ed Augustus wrote, I want to thank Chief Jem and the Worcester Police Department for 
taking this matter seriously and investigating it quickly. Worcester will not tolerate this type of alleged behavior. Officer Matika is on paid leave pending a termination hearing. He will be formally charged in court tomorrow morning. Live at Worcester Police Headquarters tonight, I'm Mary Saladna, WCBB News Center 5. Now I can picture my old co-host, Fortoed Jones. He's sitting there screaming, he might get fired now, but he's going to be rehired. He'll get a job down the road or in another state, which is possible. We do see that happening a lot. But I, I want to focus on things being accomplished. I want to focus on actually seeing things being done. Now, will this guy ever see jail time? I don't know. I would see jail time if I did that to somebody. I'd be charged with a hate crime. You know, you're using uh, racial slang, racial slurs against somebody while committing a crime. I guess that's what they call a hate crime now, right? Which I just always thought a crime was a crime was a crime. I did, I thought all crime was hate, right? Don't you? Don't, <laughs> that's just what I thought. Maybe I was not thinking properly. Maybe I was confused. Uh, anybody out there new listening, if you want to follow me or tweet to me, uh, at Sean Raz, that's S-E-A-N Raz, uh, I'd be happy to gain some new followers, interact with you on Twitter. I love when people call me names. It's always fun. It's the best way to do it. Just call a bunch of names. Don't have any argument. Just tease and ridicule. I know a lot of people that do that. You guys know anybody that does that? I know a lot of people. What kind of music are we in for for the break here? I'm just trying to think about that as we're just doing our thing. Let's see. All right, I don't want to get into South Carolina until after the break, so we'll move off of that one. Should we talk about the pretend a cop? I love that. I don't know who came. I don't know if Susan uh, Susan came up with that that headline, pretend a cop, or if that was somebody else who did. Uh I'm not seeing this is her article, so that might be her title. But her title of the article is Pretend a Cop Who Paid to Be a Deputy Sheriff Killed Tulsa Black Man. I love the headline. Very good job, Susan, with the headline. Uh, the Tulsa County Sheriff's Office are under fire for allowing a 73-year-old insurance executive play deputy and ride around with officers because that man killed 44-year-old Eric Harris over the weekend. Now, this is a... This article is from yesterday early before charges were pressed, which I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, charges have been pressed. Uh, Robert Bates, reserve deputy and insurance executive, shot and killed the unarmed Harris, apparently by accident, which it, it was. It, I wouldn't say apparently. It was definitely by accident. Uh, so that's not an apparent thing. The video that surfaced showing the incident reveals Bates pulling out his gun and saying, Taser, Taser, as he mortally shoots Harris. But see, that's not the best part of it. That's, that's beyond the best part of it. And it's, I don't think it's covered in this article because nobody, it took everybody a little bit to catch this part because everybody was all focused on the shooting. That's what I'm scanning through here to see if she caught it in this article. No, I know I have it opened up somewhere else so I can play the audio. But, okay, the guy accidentally shoots him. Mistake made. All right, we know cops are human, right? We all believe and and agree that cops are human. So, (laughs) 
after being shot. The guy's a criminal? Okay, well, was he a criminal? Stolen a stolen gun? All right, I guess it can get in the hands of a bad person, right? After he's shot and sitting there bleeding, the cops are still sitting on top of him. Still got his head rammed in the ground, knee in the back of the head. And he goes, I, I can't breathe. My breathing, I can't breathe. And the cop says, fuck your breathing. Now, I don't know about you, but that just says, I don't care about your life. Your life means nothing to me. Now, everybody, as a, as a police officer, everybody's life should mean something to you. Whether you like them or not, whether you agree with what they're doing or not, their life should mean something to you. I can't believe I don't have, I thought I pulled that up. Damn it. I wanted to play that audio. I, I think that's, uh, that's a problem. To, to think that life means that little to you. That you can just, eh, eh, fuck your breathing. I don't care about you. That's a problem. And I hope people see that. I hope people understand that. <clears throat> All right, guys. I will be back with you in a couple minutes. You're listening to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. I hope you're enjoying it. If not, well, well sorry. <laughs> Saturday, church on Sunday. We're working all week trying to raise beer money. 
just like you, our rent's past due, and the Waffle House ain't considered fast food, it's a luxury, like caviar, sipping mama sweet tea out of mason jars, the ladies wear denim and the men wear dickies, cause he's been working hard changing all the chicken, granddaddy name Earl, got an uncle named Billy, we gon' light up the grill, y'all holla if you're with me, eating hush puppies and mud bugs, and I hear like all covered in love bugs, she gon' keep partying all night till the sun's up, yeah I've been down, but yet I came up, from the bottom, they don't understand where I come from, I've been down but I came up, from the bottom, in a product of the lotto, don't need no glass, I drink my liquor out the bottle, oh motherfuckers high, yeah that's my motto, working class, the only people I follow, they understand, But I came up from the bottom I've been down, but I came up From the dock up the bay and down to the river bend We're living life and just trying to get some vision We work all day, party all night We barely get by, but that's alright From the crawfish bar to the fish fry From the Mississippi River to the Product of the lotto. Don't need no glass to bring the liquor out the bottle. Oh, motherfuckers, high. Yeah, that's my motto. The working class, the only people I follow. If they understand where I'm from, I've been down, but I came up. What's up, Reds Radio fam? It's your man, Wayne in Baltimore, and I'm doing my thing live on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when I bring you the chocolate drop on RazRadioLive.com. Join us as we play music, talk sports, politics, and whatever's going on in the news. And um, chances are you might learn something. Chances are you won't. So join me and Joe from Maine on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on RazRadioLive.com. Oh, and by the way, no devil music. September 11, 2001, 19 men armed with box cutters directed by a man on dialysis in a cave fortress halfway around the world using a satellite phone and a laptop directed the most sophisticated penetration of the most heavily defended airspace in the world. Overpowering the passengers and the military combat trained pilots on four commercial aircraft before flying those planes wildly off course for over an hour without being molested by a single fighter interceptor. These 19 hijackers, devout religious fundamentalists who like to drink alcohol, snort cocaine, and live with pink-haired strippers, managed to knock down three buildings with two planes in New York. While in Washington, a pilot who couldn't handle a single-engine Cessna was able to fly a 757 in an 8,000-foot descending 270-degree corkscrew turn to come exactly level with the ground, hitting the Pentagon in the Budget Analyst Office where DOD staffers were working on the mystery of the $2.3 trillion that Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld had announced missing from the Pentagon's coffers in a press conference the day before, on September 10th. 2001. Luckily, the news anchors knew who did it within minutes. Osama bin Laden. The pundits knew within hours. Osama bin Laden. The administration knew within the day. Terrorists who committed these acts and those who harbor them. 
And the evidence literally fell into the FBI's lap. That a hijacker's passport was found blocks from the World Trade Center crash site, if you can believe that. But for some reason, a bunch of crazy conspiracy theorists demanded an investigation into the greatest attack on American soil in history. That investigation was delayed, underfunded, set up to fail, a conflict of interest, and a cover-up from start to finish. It was based on testimony extracted through torture, the records of which were destroyed. It failed to mention the existence of WTC-7, Able Danger, P-TECH, Sibel Edmonds, OBL and the CIA, and the drills of hijacked aircraft being flown into buildings that were being simulated at the precise same time that those events were actually happening. It was lied to by the Pentagon, the CIA, the Bush administration, and as for Bush and Cheney, well, no one knows what they told it because they testified in secret, off the record, not under oath, and behind closed doors. It didn't bother to look at who funded the attacks because that question is ultimately of little practical significance. Still, the 9-11 Commission did brilliantly answering all of the questions the public had, except most of the victim's family members' questions, and pinned blame on all the people responsible, although no one so much as lost their job, determining the attacks were failure of imagination because Nobody in our government, at least, and I don't think the prior government that could envision flying airplanes into buildings. Except the Pentagon, FEMA, NORAD, and the NRO. The DIA destroyed 2.5 terabytes of data on able danger, but that's okay because it probably wasn't important. The SEC destroyed their records on the investigation into the insider trading before the attacks, but that's okay because destroying the records of the largest investigation in SEC history is just part of routine record keeping. NIST has classified the data that they used for their model of WTC-7's collapse, but that's okay because knowing how they made their model of the collapse would jeopardize public safety. The FBI has argued that all material related to their investigation of 9-11 should be kept secret from the public, but that's okay because the FBI probably has nothing to hide. This man never existed, nor is anything he had to say worthy of your attention, and if you say otherwise, you are a paranoid conspiracy theorist and deserve to be shunned by all of humanity. Likewise him, 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 and her. And her, and her, and him. Osama bin Laden lived in a cave fortress in the hills of Afghanistan, but somehow got away. Then he was hiding out in Tora Bora, but somehow got away. Then he lived in Abbottabad for years, taunting the most comprehensive intelligence dragnet employing the most sophisticated technology in the history of the world for a decade, releasing video after video with complete impunity and getting younger and younger as he did so, before finally being found in a daring SEAL team raid which wasn't recorded on video, in which he didn't resist or use his wife as a human shield, and in which these crack special forces operatives panicked and killed this unarmed man, supposedly the best source of intelligence about those dastardly terrorists on the entire planet. Then they dumped his body in the ocean before telling anyone about it. Then a couple dozen of that team's members died in a helicopter crash in Afghanistan. This is the story of 9-11, brought to you by the media which told you the hard truths about His head could be seen to move violently forward. And They took the babies out of incubators. And Mobile production facilities. And The rescue of Jessica Lynch. If you have any questions about this story, you are a batshit, paranoid, tinfoil, dog-abusing baby hater and will be reviled by everyone. If you love your country and or freedom, happiness, rainbows, rock and roll, puppy dogs, apple pie, and your grandma, you will never ever express doubts about any part of this story to anyone. Ever. This has been a public service announcement by the friends of the FBI, CIA, NSA, DIA, SEC, MSM, White House, NIST, and the 9-11 Commission. Because ignorance is strange.
part of it. You'll never be a part of it. But you'll never be a part of it. from bradblog.com you're listening to the first 52 god only knows why uh, our good buddy brad that's right you're listening to the first 52 on razradiolive.com and radiofreeblood.com uh, i hope you guys are enjoying it so far why would i play this song coming back in why would i play this song people might ask that question well something i haven't shared with you guys yet those of you that know me know this already, but I actually became that old man is me, yeah, yeah, I'm a grandpa, I became a grandpa Thursday, I think it was 836, I want to congratulate my son Kyle and his, uh, his girl Riley, gave birth to my granddaughter, Amelia Grace. And you wonder why I do this, why I talk this crazy stuff. Why would I take the time on my Tuesday afternoon to sit here and rant and ramble about cops doing stupid things or about 9-11 or about any of this? Why would I do that? Well, now you know why. I've got three children. I've got a grandchild. I've got a lovely wife. I've got lots of friends I care about. I do this because I want to make sure that there's a better life for them. I mean, come on. I can, I, I'm concerned. Are you not concerned? Come on, be concerned. I don't know. It's something that just drives me nuts thinking about these things, thinking about my children growing, my oldest now having his own child that's going to be growing. It's a lot to think about. It's a lot of things to have in your mind. It's some people have the ability. They live in, in a highly populated area. They can go protest and, and get involved in the community, meaning, you know, making that kind of, of movement or idea. Some people are very good with video and they make movies documentaries, little short clips. Some people do radio. That's what I've happened to fallen into, the radio one. I enjoy doing it. It's fun. And I feel, I, I, it's not even that I feel, you know, I'm just a little guy. I'm nobody important. But I know I've impacted people. I, I know that for a fact, that, that the things I've talked about have actually impacted somebody made them think about something a little differently. Made them realize that not everything was quite as cut and dry as, they, as they've been told it is. 
And that's the scariest one, man. I mean, you just expect that what we're told is what it is. And that there's nothing else to worry about. And that's just how it's going to be. And it's all good. There it is. Damn it. All right, so now i got to play this because I talked about it. Uh, this is the Tulsa shooting, the the audio of the cop saying, fuck your breath, which really just bothered me. I don't know if you guys have heard this. Uh, <clears throat> got to let it get going here. Stupid computers. Here we go. Let's see here. This is when they're first approaching. Let's skip up a little here to... Roll on your stomach. Now. The reserve cop says, oh, I, I shot him, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. So, he's, he's on the ground. He shot me, I didn't do shit. He shot me, man. Oh, my God. You didn't do shit? You didn't do shit, you hear me? You my breath. Fuck your breath. Just Fuck your back. breath. And that's what I was talking about. That's what bothers me. That is a sh- sign of, of no consideration for fellow human beings. For, for humanity. That's, that bothers me, that comment, that, that fuck your breath. And I found that it was all the way at the end of my tabs, uh, of course, because I thought I organized them all the way I wanted them. So that, that was the audio I was talking about prior to the break there. And I, I don't know, that just is rather disturbing to think that, because I would never say that to somebody. I, I don't care who they were. You know, I did EMS for 10 years. I, I, I spent years going into situations to help people. All right, I wasn't a cop, but I, I many very riskful situations. I just, I, I don't appreciate hearing somebody talking about their thought of another human being as that, no matter how vile and evil. Uh, they still have the right for life. They still have the right to live. As I was talking about, you know, part of what I wanted to point out today was things that are, are are kind of positive notes that we can see happening in our little world. Because believe it or not, we do live in, in a little bubble of our own, us conspiracy guys. You know, not everybody thinks the way we think. A lot of people think the way we think is kind of out there, kind of crazy. Well, maybe it is sometimes. I don't know. I mean, I, I believe some outlandish things. I I believe some of the outland. I, I I see outlandish things that I go, man. How can you believe that? So, let's point out some of the things that that we've talked about. I, I'm sure you guys remember this happened last year. This happened uh, in 2014. South Carolina officer Justin Graven faces felony charges for fatally shooting unarmed black man in his driveway. Now remember, this incident happened in 2014. This article was posted April 9th of 2015. A white officer in South Carolina who fatally shot an unarmed black man in his driveway in 2014 was arrested on felony weapons charges Tuesday. The same day that officer, Michael Slager, was charged with murder over the shooting of Walter Scott. Justin Gregory Gravins 
25, was arrested on suspicion of discharging a firearm into an occupied vehicle, according to State Law Enforcement Division. The North Augusta public safety officer is accused of shooting and killing 68-year-old Ernest Satterwhite in his driveway on February 9, 2014, during a traffic stop. Craven fired repeatedly through the driver's side door at Satterwhite's car after the victim had fully stopped in his driveway, according to Inglefield Daily at the time. Craven was arrested in Edgefield County the same day Slager was charged with murder after Sunday's shooting in North Carolina, uh, North Charleston, about 150 miles away. The case shares several characteristics. They both start as a traffic stop. They were both caught on camera, and both responding officers alleged in follow-up reports that victims grabbed for the officer's weapon. Yeah, that old gag. You know, that that's something we're going to get into. I hope I can remember this uh, grabbing weapon. Let me just write this down because I, I don't want to uh, forget. Weapon. All right. So I, I got things popping through my brain. I used to have co-hosts. So when I, you know, they would interrupt me and it would give me a second to, to let this thing sink in that I was thinking. Uh, grabbing weapon. In Satterwhite's case, Craven said the unarmed victim grabbed my gun before he opened fire. A lawsuit filed by Satterwhite's family, which recently added, ended in a $1 million settlement, denied that there were ever a struggle for the, over the gun, according to the Washington Post. So the point here is we have another officer who did something a year ago that is now going to possibly suffer consequences for his actions. And it, it's a sad thing that is taking that long for it to come around. That's why I'm happy with the South Carolina ordeal, the, the, the most recent one. I want to address in the South Carolina one, you know, we always see videos on our side, on, on the conspiracy side coming out, trying to point out the discrepancies and, and different things. Well, apparently there's been an analysis, a very in-depth analysis into the video of uh, the Scott shooting. And they're trying to claim that Scott had the taser and that he had actually tased the officer. Now, in this picture, they're showing... Uh, what appears to be the, the leads off of the taser gun. And they're saying that they come from the chest of the officer and go down uh, and go to the victim. Well, it goes to the victim's foot, first of all. Second of all, we can eliminate that whole thing because once a taser is fired, it has to be reloaded. The new A new uh, cartridge has to be installed. Otherwise, it's just basically a dry stun. So... <laughs> Grab my gun. Thanks, Wayne. Um, so, it couldn't be used as a projectile weapon once the officer fires it, which, in his initial police report and in the dash cam video, you can hear him say, Taser, Taser, Taser. And in his report, he says that he discharges Taser to the victim. So, at that point in time, that Taser is no longer a projectile weapon. So even if he had control of it and was running away, it's still not a weapon that had that officer in fear for his life at that given moment. Needless to say, the fact you can see it fly out behind him 
uh, after the, when the struggle breaks and he starts running. So that was something I heard today brought up that I wanted to, you know, make sure we addressed. And, and this grabbing the gun, this is very well rehearsed, very well trained. And that, that actually takes me into the audio of the conversation that was had, uh, by this officer. <clears throat> After the shooting. Now, let's, let's just fantasize here for a moment, folks. All right. Let, let's just, let's just do this together. We're going to sit back and we're going to think about what would happen if one of us did something that could possibly be a crime. Okay. Now think about this. Think hard. If you committed a crime, you would be detained. Or if you were suspected of committing a crime, you would be detained. You would be questioned. You would not be allowed, other than a lawyer, you would not be allowed to talk with other people, collaborate stories. Uh, you would be immediately questioned. There would be no day or two to, you know, get your thoughts together and let the adrenaline go down. You know, remember when you're getting arrested, you're getting an adrenaline push also. You know, everybody in, in a situation, good and bad, gets that adrenaline push. I think we can agree on that, right? So, what could possibly be the reasoning that, that a police officer would have time to sit and think about it? So you're going to be off for a couple days, and we're not going to ask right you any questions okay. right now. Okay. Um, they're going to they'll take your weapon, uh, and we'll go, we'll go from there. That's pretty much it. They're going to probably wait. The last one we had, they waited a couple days to, to interview, official interview. I sit down and tell what happened. Well, probably when you get home, it's probably be a good idea to kind of jot down your thoughts on what, what happened. Okay. And then what you, your adrenaline gets pumping and stuff. Pumping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm so glad to All right, so take a few days and sit down and let the adrenaline stop pumping and write down your thoughts and get your story together. Now, when there's video, your story doesn't matter. And that's the big thing that's also pointed out in this whole uh, caper. Now we have proof that cops lie and falsify paperwork to get a result that they're looking for. You know, we've claimed that. A lot of people have claimed that. Oh, well, that's not what happened. Well, that's not what the police report says. There's no video showing it. This is a call to action. I mean, everybody, you need to always have that video running. Always be ready to video record something. You know, you just have to be ready. Because if that individual did not have the common sense to record that, we we wouldn't this would have just been another dead human being it's it's not a good thing not a good thing uh how about the how about the tsa 
Let's talk about the TSA for a little bit. You guys like the TSA? No. I haven't flown since 2007. I just, I, I, I won't put myself through that. I won't do that to myself or my wife. Uh, it would not be a pleasant experience. I, I, it's just not happening. We drive everywhere now. It's just, it's just easier that way. I mean, really, it's a lot easier to just drive. Just get in your car and go. You got your vehicle. You don't have to rent a car. You don't have to deal with all that BS. And you don't have to deal with the TSA because they're always a lot of fun to deal with. You know, they're, they're a good time to deal with. <clears throat> I hate when computers don't cooperate. Developing tonight at 10, TSA screeners at Denver International Airport accused of using their positions to intentionally fondle and grope male passengers as they pass through security. Investigator Brian Moss uncovered the plot and is breaking that story tonight live from DIA. It's a story you'll see only on CBS4 tonight. Karen, two TSA screeners here at DIA have been fired, one of them admitting that they were manipulating the security checkpoint systems here at the airport to allow a male TSA screener to grope and fondle male passengers departing from DIA. Here's how they did it. A TSA worker blew the whistle on the checkpoint fondling last November, saying that a male colleague told her he gropes male passengers coming through screening. According to this Denver police report obtained by CBS4, the male worker told his colleague, when a male he finds attractive comes to be screened by the scanning machine, he will alert another TSA screener to indicate to the scanning computer that the party being screened is a female. When the screener does this, the scanning machine will indicate an anomaly in the genital area, which then allowed the male TSA agent to do a pat-down search on the male passengers. Three months after that tip, a TSA supervisor watched the security area to see if it was true. It's unclear why it took the TSA three months to look into the information. The investigator said he watched as a male passenger entered the scanner and saw the male TSA agent appear to give a signal to another screener. Then, says the investigator, he saw the female accomplice press a button indicating the passenger was a female. The scanner alerted to an anomaly, and the investigator then watched the male TSA agent conduct a pat-down of the passenger's front groin and buttocks area with the palm of his hands, contrary to TSA policy. TSA investigators then interviewed the female TSA employee, who confessed to the fondling conspiracy, saying that she had done it at least 10 times. Both TSA agents have been fired. Security cameras captured the March incident. But that video has not been released, and the TSA says it has not been able to identify the male passenger who was flying on Southwest Airlines. Denver police investigated this as a possible sex assault. But prosecutors say with no victim, there's no criminal case. Now, travelers have long accused TSA agents of doing pat-down searches that they said were invasive and frisking passengers unnecessarily. But this is the first time we actually have TSA agents admitting that they were manipulating the security systems at the airport so that they could do these pat-down searches for their own sexual gratification. The TSA refused to do an interview with CBS4 about this and refused to answer any questions. They did, however, release a brief statement to us saying, these alleged acts are egregious and intolerable. 
TSA says the statement, has removed the two officers from the agency. All allegations of misconduct are thoroughly investigated by the agency, and when substantiated, employees are held accountable. We'll continue to follow this developing and breaking story that began here in Denver at DIA. Reporting live from the airport, Brian Moss, CBS 4 News. All right, Brian, thank you so much. All right, so, as I listened to that, I wrote down a few things. First off, and they pointed this out in the video, I I wrote it down before they pointed it out, but it was reported in last November, and it took them three months to initiate an investigation. That's a problem in itself. Uh, A whistleblower comes forward, you report that immediately. There is no three months of waiting. You, You go through with your investigation at that point. First problem I find. This is assault, sexual assault. To say that there is no victim when you have watched the incident happen, there's numerous reports, either A, find the victim, because people have complained numerous times about this. Find somebody who's gone through that airport, who's filed a complaint, do your job for once, and find a victim and put this person in jail because he's a sexual predator. I mean, there's no question to that. How can you not arrest somebody? How How is this individual allowed to continue to walk on the streets? That's just, that's not acceptable. That's far from acceptable in my mind. Ugh, I don't know. It, it disgusts me. You know, and and now it's it's men coming out now and, and it's an issue. It was an issue before. We had female having this happen too. So, again, why why do we have the TSA? Why do we have the federal government paying for security? That's that's not how it should work. That's not how it should be. I, I go on cruises, and they have private security. If I'm not happy with the way one of their security guys were to cover or to treat me, I would lodge a complaint. And if they, you know, just kind of told me to f off. Well, I would probably not go on that cruise line again. There's many cruise lines. So you have a private, paid for by the airport, by the, by the, the uh, airline. Each airline or airlines that share wings can split the cost, agree on one, or, you know, most of the time you have terminals that the large airlines all have a whole terminal. So they cover their, their own security. The smaller ones, you have a, I don't know, you have a inexpensive uh, security firm that they pull in to pay for. And if they get flights, because people are going, well, I need a cheap flight, and, uh, you know, the security's not that big of a deal to me, I'll take that risk. I, I don't know. Am I wrong in thinking that way? Maybe I am. Maybe I'm crazy for thinking that way. Oh, Buzzy. Yes, everybody has a right to life, my friend. So that's my thoughts on the TSA. I still don't like them. I never liked them. I don't want them around. Get rid of them. They're useless. They're not doing anything except for causing more and more problems and training the American citizens to accept being slaves to live life. I am gonna. I do have one or two things that don't have to do with police, and we'll get there soon. I promise. It's not going to be just all police. I do have some other things, police or police state type things. This one here I found very interesting because it kind of goes along. 
And that's what this is why the video I talked about earlier uh, in the uh, IHOP, I think it was. This is what was in my head when I watched that video of the cop threatening to arrest her for cursing. All right, it turns out she was very drunk and stupid and being thrown out of an establishment. So be it. This one here, biker threatened with jail if he does not apologize for swearing at a cop. He stands his ground. In a video uploaded to Facebook on Wednesday, Michael Cates filmed the disturbing interaction between police and a retired truck driver, Russell Ayers. The recording shows police threatening Ayers with incarceration after he refuses to apologize to an officer, after calling him a fucking asshole. The confrontation took place after the officer's partner allegedly came close to plowing through a group of bikers on a highway in 62 in Tomlinsville, North Carolina. The cruiser was reportedly going 100 in the 60 mile per hour zone with no sirens or lights. <clears throat> I'm not going to read through what they said. We'll just play the video for you. That's a much easier way to get through that. It gives me a second to read. When? Who have you had a conversation or by what? I'm not justifying that. I'm not justifying that. Okay, You're right. That's that's unsafe. I'm not justifying. I'm not justifying the behavior. What I'm telling you is when you call my brother a fucking idiot, we got problems. What? They said a fucking idiot. I'm repeating what you said. You got as big a problem. I'm repeating what you said. Now what I'm asking you is I'm going to go address the issue that you told me about safety. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. So that's the kind of man you are. I'm standing by what I say. About that? That's not standing by what you say. I know the audience. We were pulling out. We didn't put on the light, no siren, no nothing. He damn near killed us. Did I tell you no, I was going to address, address that? I did, didn't you I? Get pulled off. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm talking to him. I'm Let me speak now. Let me speak now. Okay? Like Let me speak. My I turn. I told you that I'm going to address the thing that you have a problem with, correct? And you're not even huh? man enough to tell me that what It, it just came out of the garage. I'm going to turn up some washing. That's unfortunate. That's the kind of man that you are. That's the kind of man I'm standing up for what I believe. What you believe? I believe your officer is a fucking idiot. For not running a blue light. Okay. I tell you what. Everybody else said I'm blue lights. I tell you what. We're going to stop this conversation because you are a very childish individual. Yeah, you know what you want? Childish. Childish. You're going to jail. I don't care. I warned you. Okay. That's Rusty. Now, if y'all ready to go. That's Rusty. 
I'm just saying, I'm, no. Wow, you are, a, you are a childish man. Very well are a childish man. I'm not, I was not ordering you to leave. Okay? I was telling you that we're done. Get your shit together. He told the cop to get his shit together. Now, first of all, you're talking to an adult. You don't need to be calling him a childish man and, and the different comments that he's trying to make to get him to, to cow down to what he's telling him to do. But that's good. He stood up for his right. Because you know what? If I want to call a cop a fucking idiot because he's blown down the road like a fucking idiot, then I should be able to call a cop a fucking idiot and not worry about going to jail. So that's why that, that video I was talking about earlier... That's why I was kind of curious as to why the, the people were, what happened there. I didn't know what happened. So that's why I was confused with that video. If anybody listening saw that Facebook interaction today. All right, guys, you know what? It's that time. I, I'm going to take a break. I need to go to the bathroom and uh, get some stuff together. I'll be back in a minute or two.
was a calm, cool night in the streets where things were pretty in the lounge on the east side of town in New York City. Where the rich show face in the air is something sleazy. Suit and ties get away from their wives, the women easy. An upscale atmosphere with some wallow. Consumed by material life inside the hollow. Like the chick at the bar smoking on a cigar quick. Her heart pumps fast as they're sharp as guitar picks. She sees a man with another skirt. The type to triple her net worth for making your neck jerk. And that's a goddamn shame. Cause she was packing a nine and a crime was no game. So I'm ducking to a restroom. Following suit and lick shots as the bass went boom. She can't remember how she got in this place. Took a look in the mirror but didn't recognize her own face.
level just so you can eat and breathe Bow down at their feet, surrendered liberty Tyranny and terror, corrupted dictators Posing as your leaders while they poison every leader Pumping fluoride in the water while they rape Iraqi dogs Coming down the public fashion magazines and far Now they slaughter weaker nations Faulty explanations, telling fear to the mass Terror level elevation Demolitions is unfolding, right before your eyes Wake up in a FEMA cam truck and hypnotize Four strikes taking over, but you're all about your blame I bet by this point you haven't heard a damn thing It's destruction by design, prophesizing every script Take a big step back, see the whole picture Distraction of the mind to keep you living in a bubble Bubble, bubble Where is a lot of trouble? Because less than 3% of you people read books. Because less than 15% of you read newspapers. And when the 12th largest company in the world controls the most awesome goddamn propaganda force in the whole godless world, who knows what shit will be paid over the world. problem, action, reaction, solution. It's time to wake up to the formula they're using. Say sponsor terror to burn our constitution. Weapons of mass deception of the media delusions. First 52 on RazRadioLive.com this Tuesday, February, or February, April 14th. Hope you guys have enjoyed yourself so far. You know, I just, you know, I'm gonna sit back here. Let's just let's just have a little conversation, okay? Everybody has their own thoughts on how life should be. You, me. Obama, all the people in your life, we all think differently. We all have 
strong beliefs in one thing, weak beliefs in another thing. Who, who makes the final decision on what's right and what's not right? Is it your God that tells you that? Is it your parents that tell you that? Is your teacher, is that who tells you that? Who is it that instills that thought into you? My opinion, that thought is from birth. From birth, you know what's right and wrong. From birth, you know not to hurt, not to treat people lesser. You know what you learn? You learn how to do those things. You learn how to, to be racist. You learn how to hate gays. You learn how to beat women or children. That's what you learn. I believe humanity is pure from the start. And it's the things around us. It's those things around us that really teach us how to be what we shouldn't be. I don't believe that we are born evil. So what do we do to get ourselves back into the proper frame of mind? I'm not anybody special. You're not anybody special. I, th I think most of the people listening to me that hear my voice believe that all people deserve to live. All people have a soul or have something in them that is bigger. And to think that there are people that believe that some people just deserve to die. I, I don't know what I feel about that. That was one of the comments I got tonight on my Twitter. Some people just deserve to die. So who determines who deserves to die? You know, what you think they deserve to die for maybe in their society in their their way of thinking it isn't something that somebody would deserve to die for so that's what it comes down to determining who is the determiner of determination does that make any sense i hope so uh 9414210401 uh, if you have a comment you want to throw in uh, the last little bit here, it'd be nice to have a little crutch to help me out. I'll take anybody's call, even you, Buzzy, although I know you're not listening anymore because you said you're going to serious. I miss you. It's cool. Still love you. Hold on, sneeze. Sorry, I had to sneeze there. Whew, that snuck right up on me. So, do we continue down the trail of never-ending... Abuse by law enforcement.
Or do we find something else? Let's, let's find something else for a little bit. And we got 20 minutes or so left to go. Let's try something else for a little bit. Why healthy eating may be the new eating disorder. Really? Raw food and paleo dieters at risk of dangerous obsession with nutrient, nutrition. I read this article the other day. And I get the point they're, 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 the angle they're going at here. And I'll, I'll read the article, don't worry. You guys love when I read articles, I know that. But I get the angle they're going at here. You know, anorexia, uh, or is it bulimia? Whichever one you puke at. Whichever one you, you, you're constantly puking, trying to make yourself puke over. Uh, yeah, I, I see they're trying to compare it to that, that it's an obsession. But how is wanting to eat healthy a dangerous thing? And, I, and they'll get into it. I did read the article, so they, they get into it. But you guys make your own opinion. Anorexia nervosus, the health food eating, this is, this is what they're calling it. Not anorexia, I'm sorry. Orthorexia nervosus, O-R-T-H-O-R-E-X-I-A nervosa. The health food eating disorder gets its name from the Greek word ortho, meaning straight, proper, or correct. This exaggerated focus on food can be seen today in some people who follow lifestyle movements such as raw, clean, or paleo. American doctor Steve Bratman coined the term ortho... Yeah, that one, in 97, sometime after his experience in a commune in upstate New York. It was there he developed an unhealthy obsession with eating proper foods. I, I still find that to be an oxymoron, but that's just me. All I could think about was food, he said, but even when I became aware that my scabbling in the dirt after, <laughs> aware that my scra- scrabbling in the dirt after raw vegetables and wild plants had become an obsession, I found it terribly difficult to free myself. I had been seduced by righteous eating. Bretman description draws parallels with many modern dietary fads that promise superior health by restricting whole food groups without a medical reason or even a valid scientific explanation. Raw food followers might meet regulatory regularly to align their bodies, minds, and souls by feasting on cleansing and immune-boosting raw foods. Such foods are never heated above 44 degrees Celsius, so all the living enzymes in the food remain intact. No glutton, dairy, or sugar is allowed. Gluten, sorry. Glutton, glute, gluten, same difference, right? I know you guys love when I read articles. Clean eaters may follow similar regimes, removing gluten, dairy, and even meat from their diets. You may... Overhear a discussion about superfood green smoothie recipes after a yoga class that also happens to cleanse your gallbladder. And finally, around um, my eyesight's going, guys. I'm sorry. It's really, I can't believe I'm going blind. I become a grandpa and I start going blind. And finally, around the corner, paleo pushers may beef up together with CrossFit class followed by a few steaks. Again, with paleo, there is no gluten, or any grains for that matter, and no dairy 
or other such toxins are allowed. There is a blurry line separating normal healthy eating and orth- orthorexia nervosis. But one way to define the condition is when eating healthy causes significant distress or negative consequences in a person's life. This sounds like Shannon Burke talking about me, honestly. They may be plugged into gloom by eating a piece of bread, become anxious about when their next kale, chai, or quona hit is coming, or eat only at home where superfood intake can be tightly controlled. (laughs) Such behaviors can have a significant impact on relationships with family members and friends, let alone on the mental health. Well, there's that mental health thing again. God forbid you just want to eat the way you want to eat. you got a mental health disorder. Orthorexia nervosa is not a clinically recognized eating disorder, but researchers have developed and tested questionnaires in various populations to get an idea of its prevalence. Italian researchers developed the ORTO 15 questionnaire in 20 or 2005 with a cutoff score below 40 to signify atherorexia nervosa. Scores above 40 can still significantly wait. Scores above 40 can still signify a tendency to pathological eating behaviors and or obsession phobic personality traits. Obsessive phobic personality traits. Questions include, does the thought about food worry you for more than three hours a day? And do you feel guilty when transgressions, transgressing, transgressing your healthy eating rules? Alright, first of all, I think about food for more than three hours a day because I'm hungry. I want to eat. There's three meals a day. I start getting hungry about an hour before that meal. If not earlier. So yeah, I think about food more than three hours a day. I, I can guess you guys do too. Wayne, I know you think about food more than three hours a day. Um, using this questionnaire and cut-off value of 40, another Italian research group reported a prevalence of orthorexia nervosis of 57.6% with a female-male ratio of 2 to 1. However, using a cut-off value of 35 the prevalence reduces to 21%. Wait. Huh? Okay. Well, I'll keep reading. Most studies have been conducted in population subgroups that may be at ri- at increased risk for arthionexirosironeroso, such as health professionals. <laughs> wow. Just wow. Again, using the Orto 15 and a cutoff value of 40, the prevalence of orthiolus from resting their nervoso in Turkish medical doctors was 45.5%, in Turkish performance artists was 56.4%, 81.8% in opera singers, 81.8% in opera singers to 32.1% in ballet dancers, and a stagnant, Ashtango yoga teachers in Spain. I've never heard of Ashtango yoga. Have you? Have you ever heard of Ashtango yoga? Um, they were 86%. Wow. So basically, if you care about what you eat and what you put in your body, then you might have a disease. You might have a disorder. 
Listen, anything you do that occupies more than 60% of your life is a disorder. It's a, it's a problem. So, yes, I guess if you're that crazy about your food, you know, that you, you, you go through these things, then I guess it could be a disorder. But are they just trying to make those of us that care about our bodies look stupid and crazy? I mean, is that feasibly possible, what's going on? Oh, thank you, Wayne. Bulimia is throwing up and causes anorexia. I knew there was a disease that caused that. <laughs> Wayne just tweeted in. He said, I think about food three days in advance. So that motherfucker's thinking about food all the time. That's for damn sure. I don't know. Is this just another conspiracy theory type thing where they're just trying to tag everybody with a disease? How are they going to treat these people? Are they going to shove Snickers down their throats? Uh, are they going to make them eat, you know, a whole loaf of bread every five minutes? What does it matter? How is it harming you? If it's not harming them, if they're living a healthy life, a lot of these people, yes, you do see the kind, a few of these people that are very, look malnutrition, very thin. Maybe there's an issue there. Maybe there's more than just what they're eating. Maybe there's a mental problem there, a real mental problem. Okay. But let's not try to label everybody who's a health nut or who cares about the food they're putting in their family. Let's not label them all crazy okay i mean really let's not do that wayne i saw you trying to call i'm uh ringing you back right now let's see if we get you there sorry i was looking away from that screen so i'll, I'll ring you back wayne let's see what wayne's got to say is he called he, he was trying to call i love i love when a black man tries to call the show how you doing wayne what's up man i was trying to call this is man i'll text you i mean tweet you yeah, I, I was looking away from that screen. Sorry. That's all good, man. Uh, yeah, I think your forte is is controversial, controversy and police stories because you butchering the story about uh, eating. <laughs> I know, right? I just that other ones flow, but they put these yeah. big words in these ones, man. It makes it very confusing. I, I know, but you but you acclimated yourself so well to big words like uh, police brutality, um, misdemeanor, felony. And stuff like that. Those words, you 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 acclimated to those words. Those words That's, just flow you know, right off the tongue, right? Right, right. Wayne, while I got you, while I got you here, man, what's what's your? You know, we've talked about these things before. We've been talking about this stuff for a long time. Do you see a difference in how it's being presented now in the mainstream compared to how it was a year ago? Yeah, if you think of a year ago, three years ago, it was, the media. If you think about the mainstream media, if a per, if, if a police officer accused of a per, accused a person of a crime, and that person got their ass with by police, the media still found that person guilty and said, "Oh well, the person brought that on themselves." But mainstream right now, the media, it, and I I might attribute this to celebrities more or less. Celebrities are coming out and saying, "Hey, uh, these police, this this stuff is wrong," you know. I mean, I told you before, you and I had this conversation before, man. Black people have been saying this stuff for years. And until, I mean, I, I, this sounds kind of racist, but until white people say, oh, we're not making it up, then, then this should not happen. Well, no, I agree with you, Wayne. You know, it has been going on. I mean, you go back to the 80s in Compton, what was going on in L.A. and, and, and things like that. Um, 
it, it has been prominently done. And you go back even further. I mean, you can go to back to the 50s and 60s where it's prominently done to, to black people. Uh-huh. And we're seeing it now growing and expanding out to other races. Of course, the black yeah. population is still in the lead as far as getting, as far as getting gunned down by cops. Uh, unfortunately, right. because of other social uh, issues that go on that have been engineered to cause them to be in that position. I, I, I don't know if you agree right. with that yeah, or not. And, uh, yeah, so. I, I, I see what you say. Basically, their, their position, their position where they are in their environment, they, their position there, but whether or not they've been strategically positioned there, because, you know, so many people live in the ghetto, so few make it out. You know what I'm saying? So few, and even the ones that do, make the right choices trying to get out, they still are uh, hindered by, you know, some of these officers running around. Like, I don't know if you got the story about the kids that were in New York. They were on their way to school. One of their friends had a fake gun, a toy gun, and the police uh, basically shot a kid in the back. Now, these kids are honest students. When did this and happen? one kid just had a fake gun. This happened, this happened, I want to say, in February, but it came out yesterday in the news. Oh, now the kid has a, I, I think he has a, a $2 million lawsuit. A multi-million dollar lawsuit against, um, I want to say it's the New York Police Department or Los Angeles Police Department. Uh, I'll have to look that one up. Yeah. I didn't see that one yet. Yeah, it's, Sean, since when you got off the air with Jack Blood last week, all these stories, they went, I was like, where's Sean? Where is, I thought you were going to come back on, like, in the middle of the week. I, I didn't even see him. I didn't even see him until later that night, early the next morning, really, to be honest with you. I didn't even know about that shooting and that cop getting arrested. I can I can think of six stories off the top of my head right now involving police misconduct. You got one that uh, occurred, I want to say, Monday or Tuesday in New York, where these police just barged into these three women's homes. Yep, I saw that video. Women. Yeah, I saw that You saw video. that one. Yep. Okay, they got that one. They got the one with the uh, pretend cop shooting the guy. You know, they got that one. Of course, Walter Scott. Um or the one in New Jersey, in Violent, New Jersey, where the yep. police the mall, the, let the, the dog. dog. Yep. <laughs> I can go on and on, Sean. It's amazing. That mall, that dog mauling one, that, that one really bothers me because I, I used yep. to hang out in Violent when I was a kid. In Violent? Yeah, I had friends that lived in Violent when I was a kid. And one of them was a cop in Violent. Oh, no, really? One of the parents was a cop in Violent. As a matter of fact, wow. he's retired now, but he was a canine cop in Violent during the riots in the 80s. Cause in, no, in the really? Eight, in the 80s, there was this big riot that happened in Violent. I forget why, uh, but he was a canine cop, and they had a picture of, of him at the riots with his dog. And let me tell you something. Uh-huh. They didn't have on the gear that you see our cops wearing now. He was in his regular dress uniform with his dog in right. the middle of a riot, you know? <laughs> I, I know. Now these cops wear those... It would be to use, man. Well, did you, you know, see? And, and, did you see the video of uh, uh, Lucas? Was it Lucas Carroll? Lucas Jewell. He uh, he used to work. If he, if it's who I'm thinking it is, he used to work with Adam Kokesh years ago. But he got pulled over yesterday or the day before um, by a tank. He was going through Gainesville and he flipped off these cops in a tank, and they pulled him over in the armored fucking tank. I saw that. I haven't seen the video yet, but I saw that on, um, I saw it on Tatar is Not a Crime. Yeah, I swear I saw that. Yeah. On that website. I think that's yeah. actually where I'm at here. Yeah, that's where I'm at now. Peanut. Tatar is Not a Crime. Yeah. Let uh, me play. So, oh, can you, do you got time? You want to hold on for a sec? Cause I want to play like the first sure minute of this. You guys got to, 
You guys got to hear the, the first. I'm going to turn you down for a sec, Wayne. You guys got to hear the first minute of this here because it's just hilarious. Like the whole situation they're trying to make up of this whole thing going on. Give me my wallet. I'm really getting pulled over by a tank right now. Yes, sir. You know, the Supreme Court actually ruled that you're legally allowed to flick off police officers. Okay. That's not what we're talking to you about. We're going to talk about it. Do you have your license? Oh, that radio is loud. Not this. Okay. You got my wallet? Step back here between the headlights, please. Wow. You don't have to show me your ID. Yes, she does. Come over here. Stand right here between the headlights, please. That's the tank you can hear in the background. I'm getting stand between the headlights where I told you to. If I have to ask you again, you will be put in handcuffs and arrested for resisting. Do you understand me? Look at me. Do you understand? I will comply. Thank you. I do want to say that these guys are in full, like full military garb camouflage uniform. This is this is where it gets funny where he talks about why he stopped them. Now, Mr. Jewell, the reason that you're being stopped is for improper hand signal, which I I don't know anything about a Supreme Court ruling that you can flick a cop off. What I do know about that extending your arm out the driver's side window of a vehicle and flicking somebody off is an improper hand signal. Improper there hand signal. Legitimate hand signals to use. I wasn't trying to stop stop. Yes, I'm not sir. done. Okay. There's legitimate hand signals to use when you're driving. Yes, that's sir. That's fine. All right? Yes, sir. That's why you're being stopped. The other reason that you're being stopped is because it appeared that the young lady was giving you fellatio while you were driving. So are you saying it's illegal to get head while you're driving a car, Wayne? Uh, <laughs> I think so. I honestly think it is. Is it really? That's, uh, that's like uh, driving when it's like driving distracted somewhere. Well, yeah, I guess if I was getting head, I'd be a little distracted, too, but... I mean, come on, really? That's the, the excuse they're going to try to throw into that one? <laughs> but I, 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 was he getting hit? Did they know that? Did they, did they see that? He, or just making that up? He claims that his girlfriend was sleeping in his lap. Oh, okay. You, you know, the, the old the old gag. You know, she, uh, she was just sleeping. Just sleeping right. in my lap. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might need to invest in tenant windows. Yeah, you might want to tint his windows a little bit. That might be a good idea. And uh, yeah. as far as flipping the cops off, you know, go for it. I just, you know, hey, who uses hand signals to drive a car anymore, really? Like, if you put, right. I, I drive my arm hanging out the window all the time. Am I going to get stopped for hanging my arm out the window? Right, nobody does, I don't think. Yeah, well, that goes back I mean, to, that goes back 2014, to the, we got blinkers and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I think about? Yeah, we don't, we don't, I mean, I see guys on bikes doing it, but that's a little different. Like, you know, Harleys and all, but that's that's just their culture. But you, you drive a who the hell uses hand signals anymore? Well, even even driving a bike, though, it's easier than using a turn signal to use your arm. So, I mean, I guess that's right. a good reason, right? Right. <laughs> but yeah, you, that's, not even, like, that's not a good reason. That's kind of like getting pulled over for blowing your horn at a cop because he cut you off. But why Why are they patrolling? <laughs> Here's my question, Wayne. This is in Gainesville, so it's a big college town. Why are they patro- patrolling the town in an armored tank that they're pulling cars over in? I don't know. Did Gainesville go to the Final Four? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the college kids get out of hand when they, uh, you know, when they win those championships, man. We've seen the videos. That you is know, very they, true. Gotta, were, were they on the news? That's a, that's a good question. And, and 
as a society, we've learned not to question their actions. But what the hell are they doing out there in an SUV? I mean, an uh, armored vehicle. Yeah, it's armored. It's one of those MRAPs. They're driving around an MRAP, and they're pulling people over in an MRAP, which, honestly, that sounds like a massive waste of tax dollars just to run that thing. I, uh, right. And, and n- number one, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't stop. And that's just inviting trouble right there. <laughs> yeah, you're going to run you from know, the MRAP. You could probably outrun it, though, so, yeah. I run it. Yeah, you probably can, right. You know, I wouldn't stop. I I probably, like, if I saw, I would call for a police officer. I would call 911 and say, look, I got this big truck following me. I need an officer just to legitimize this stop. You know, and I wouldn't car. stop. They say that in Maryland. In Maryland, you don't have to stop for, well, you got to stop, but if you feel as though, like, if an unmarked car tries to pull you over, you can always keep going and get to a police station. Well, yeah, Maryland had that big issue of a couple of years back where that one dude was pulling everybody over and raping them or big killing them or something. Oh, you, you, right. You're familiar with it was raping them, right. Yeah. Oh, you know about that? I didn't know you knew about that. Yeah, man. I lived up there. I know what's going yeah. on. I live right, right, right yeah, in that I region. <laughs> yeah, he had a plane, a plane car. It was a Crown Vic, and he was going around. You know, stopping women and raping them. When I did EMS, so, when I did EMS, my chief of my rescue squad had a, uh, a, a a white, old, old, old Crown Vic, like the old box style, and he had uh, it, he had it all laid out with lights everywhere, all unmarked type lights, sirens, the whole nine. Because as a police chief, um, or as a uh, EMS chief, you have red lights and you have a full operational car. Um, so right. I would take it every once in a while and detail it. When he'd go on vacation, he would let me use it. And people, I, people used to accuse me of doing that. I'm like, dude, I've never done that. I swear to God, I've never, but like I would drive around, I'd go to school in this fucking look like a cop car. I'd go to work and park it right in the front in, in the, in the fire zone when I was at work. Right. <laughs> I was just a dick. Yeah, I mean, you took advantage of it. I mean, you know, most people would, but you get these other, I mean, some people would complain. You don't always get people to complain, but. You, it wasn't like you was pulling people over raping them with it. Right, right. I mean, I can see you even run, I can even see you running a red light or running a stop sign if it was cool. You know what I'm saying? I, I, might, I might have. I mean, That's possible. <laughs> right, okay, see? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I can understand that. But, but like I said, back to the MRAP thing, man, I, I, I couldn't imagine. Well, we got them here in Baltimore City, but they're more like RVs, that, uh, you know, with the logos on the side versus, I don't know if we got an MRAP. We might, I don't know. Well, you know the M- you know the MRAP. Right. You'll know the M- MRAP because it's got the V hull. It's got that V center. Right. Yeah. So it deflects bombs when it rides over. It right. Exactly. Bombs. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So Wayne, uh, chocolate yep. drop comes back the end of this month, beginning of next month. Beginning of next month. All right. Yeah, cool. I'll be probably settled into my new digs by then. Excellent. You know, I'm um I'm gonna get with you too because I think I'm gonna get a new board and. I don't know if you got Thomas aboard yet, but I'll just donate him my old board. I think he's so, got one you know from I mean? somebody, but we'll figure that out. Yeah, we'll get we'll get together off air and, and figure that all out. Right? Yeah, we got to get the uh, we got to get the um, the Sean Raz thrift thrift donation <laughs> set up, or you can get out extra gear. The, the recycled but, um, yeah, boards. My big. All right. Oh, now, another thing. I, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, oh, I'm sorry. You ready to go? No, go, oh, go ahead. Well, another, you got another man, thing. Uh, we got a uh, thing going on up here in Baltimore City. This kid got arrested, I want to say yesterday or the day before yesterday, and it was video of them putting him in a paddy wagon, and they were just two cops, one bike, they dragged him, put him in a paddy wagon. The other kid is in shock trauma, hanging on by a thread, hanging on his life by a thread. So that's what's going on now. That's going to come out, that, that might make national news within the next day or two. So just to, you know, get you a heads up on that. I'll have to look in the Baltimore kid and see if I can find anything. 
Yeah. So right. you can get a heads up on that, man. I appreciate right. it, brother. Yeah, you have a good one, Wayne. You uh, you be safe out there, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, Sean. Talk to you later, man. Peace, Peace out, out, man. Bro. There goes right. Wayne. Chocolate drop, man. Make sure you check him out. He'll be returning soon. He's moving and getting all kinds of stuff together, so that's why he hasn't been around on on uh, Saturdays. Usually one to, what is it, 12, 12, 1 to 3, usually. Hopefully we get uh, some more afternoon programming on the Saturday starting up. I have had a couple people contact me with some ideas that, you know, they might want to do a show. So we look forward to bringing more people on. Guys, you've been listening to the first good show on RazRadioLive.com and on RadioFreeBlood.com. I look forward to talking to you guys again next week. Make sure you check our schedule. Bob Suskin joins us in a little bit uh, tonight. Have a great week. Be safe. Be sane. Be careful. Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense. A weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns Don't be afraid of mistakes Emotions misplaced To love or to hate I don't know what to do We're all lost and confused Just trying to get through in this world Always trying to prove that we're worth What it takes But it takes a long time Dirt to see grace When I'm trying to be real They tend to be fake When I'm risking it all With no time to waste Fuck this rat race I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination's face The sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the unknown Please don't go
so much. Thanks. First 52 is the bump diggity. Cement the concrete's alive Where the ponds are formed, the rats run and hide Drama's like a cartoon that comes to life Where the express bus runs twice a night To the stadium that's packed every Monday night To the yellow cab driver that helped make your flight Where you can get what you want if the price is right And screaming fuck you's another way to be polite Zone. This is where I'm at and this is where I'm calling home. 